We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the VolleyPod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good evening and welcome to the VolleyPod. How are you this evening, Todd? Davis coming off a tournament weekend and then, uh, you know, matches and all of a sudden, you know, the uh, merry-go-round, the carousel starts spinning faster <laughs> and faster and uh, we're just holding on for dear life. Man, I heard you guys had a good tournament though. <laughs> we did. We uh, we got second place. We lost in the final for the second time this year. Nobody's okay. counting, but uh, <laughs> it's the second time this year. But uh, we played some of our, our best volleyball of the year, so it's exciting. It's fun when we're playing at a high level against another good team, and win or lose, both teams are into it. And there's this energy, yeah. and uh, it was fun. We had a good tournament. That's awesome. That's very cool. We've been hanging in there too. We've been playing pretty well. We're twelve and five now. Look at you, twelve kind of moving and moving up the rankings a little bit. Beating All some right. teams we don't, you know, I don't. I would say typically on a year to year basis, we don't necessarily oh, beat them. All coaching. All coaching. <laughs> I don't know. We got we got a, some pretty we got a pretty good team. We got some pretty good players, yeah, in, so it's so yeah. fun. So, anyways, well, we got a great episode in store for everyone. Today, the skill is safety, and it's going to be how to practice safely in your gym. And really what we're going to talk about is sort of a wide range of safety ideas that um, coaches can think about and maybe, you know, do a better job than than I did originally on keeping players safe. Well, and I will kind of chime in that I better than I probably do right now because, hey, when we're in the midst of our season – we're thinking, hey, we gotta we gotta side out in yep. row four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're getting killed, <laughs> and you know, safety isn't on the the top of my priority list right now. But it should be. It's t- yeah, and uh, absolutely, it and should you be know who's forefront. really good at this is Dunning. Is oh John, yes, you know, and he was the guy that first got me going. Wait a minute. You gotta take care of your players, dude. Absolutely. I'm a, what player? I'm a, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, and you don't if they can't if they're not healthy, they can't play for right. you, right? So and no, this is so it's a great topic. And great I think topic. It's the fact that we're on what uh, seventy four and we're just really dedicating something to safety is a tribute to you, my friend. Oh well, thank <laughs> you. I'm glad to do it. And you know, one of the reasons I'm bringing this up is we had two what I would consider quite random inter- uh, injuries on my team this year. One was a blocking injury where she landed on no one. No one came under and she fractured her ankle. And then another one was just a turning off of the net to go from, you know, running off the net to go back and take an approach. And she just turned. And, I'm just uh, happy that you're transitioning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> that's, that's why my players go, no, that, that, uh, I heard Davis's kids are getting injured when they, <laughs> when they transition hard. That's we don't right. do that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, you can do a lot of stuff right and still get injuries. Right. right. But can you do a lot of stuff right and, and hope you don't, that's probably the plan. Like, 
it's not a lost cause to try. No, basically. and I just think that, hey, it's our duty as a coach yeah. to help our kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. What so, do you got? All right, so let's start off with landing. Okay, so okay. landing is obviously one of the uh, places that people get injured in volleyball, right? You, you're going to injure your ankle or you're going to injure your knee. And there's two sort of schools of thought on this that are out there. And it's you should practice unbalanced landing and you should practice balanced landing. And I think both matter. Okay. And um, there's all these um, videos you can find about how to land correctly. And I put one on our videos, but it, it says land like an accordion. Right. Right. Where you kind of collapse compress, yourself yeah. and compress. And and that's a really great way to land because you just don't want a ton of shock going through yep. your body. But the other one that I think is important, too, is to land unbalanced, to practice landing unbalanced. I shouldn't say land unbalanced, but to have some sequences where you are practicing landing on one foot because it does happen all the time in volleyball, despite our best efforts. So can you be in those sort of less common positions enough to get strong in them? Right. That makes sense. And is there, uh, you know, strength conditioning work you can do uh, to, you know, strengthen. So prevent prescriptive or preventative work, right? So yes. You're saying, hey, I'm, you know, jumping up and landing on one foot and doing it in a very controlled environment just to kind of build some strength. Absolutely. And, and split squats are great for that. And there's a yep. bunch of stuff and people know better than I do on this, but I just, I know that you're going to be off balance at times and it's important to practice it. The other one that I've seen some, you know, sort of bigger programs is having just the, the non-slip pads, maybe five feet from the net running all the way across the net so that they can get a little bit of padding while they're landing. If you know, you're going to be doing a lot of hitting, you can put a lot of stress on your body just through landing. I know Oz uses that, right? Yeah. But he, I don't know, does he use it for hitting or block? I think he uses it for blocking. He does really. it for blocking more. Right. And I can see it making sense for but both. For, yeah. Well, for hitting is kind of weird because kind it's not dope. that long. I mean, it, it's they got to kind of run up and be on the court. And then because it only goes like probably 10, you know, like eight or 10 feet out. Yeah. So they got to start on the yeah start on so the there's a lip they gotta go over right which isn't the best weird. yeah but i mean i can just see like high level teams if they're gonna get a bunch of jumps land on something soft yep you know it just makes a lot of sense to yep. me i mean even landing on sport court is easier on your body than landing on the gym stuff and so there are things people can do with that um okay so that's sort of landing and we could go into that a lot more um but that's one of the considerations obviously so do you wait yeah I'm going to stop you yeah. because I, I don't know. I'm like, you know me, I'm like a technical volleyball geek and I'm not a, a huge into strength conditioning, but you mentioned that it's easier to land on sport court, but if there's sport court over, I mean, I don't know what it is, at, what we have at the club at coast, what's under that. But I know that a bunch of convention centers, they're putting like a little thin strip oh, yeah. of stuff over concrete and then a sport court. Is that better than my job? I don't think that can be better than gym I floor, is it? That one's that one's probably close. I, I was kind of thinking more like an official, you know, NCAA kind of thing. That's what I was thinking. But right, but, but just we have the all these kids, centers, right? I mean, I, I would be hard to say that that the volleyball is a kid's pod. These kids are true. jumping. Where are they jumping? 
Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. They're not on too many Final Four stadiums. <laughs> but uh, no, but I think it would be harder. You know I, mean? I mean, harder to land on. Well, but I, I just think it's a good uh, good reminder to us that it's, uh, you know, the landing surface isn't great. And we got to be careful. It's, Absolutely. It's another reminder uh, to be worried about safety. Absolutely. And again, with landing, can you land with your shoulders slightly forward in a kind of a forward C versus a backward C, which could be really difficult on your back. So there's lots of little things on the landing. Um, obviously you don't want to compress your, um, uh, ankles too much because they could put a lot of stress on you. So there's all sorts of stuff, but if you look it up, you'll find even more, but it is worth it. In fact, some some really great teachers teach landing first when teaching hitting. It's that important, right? So next, finger health. Okay, finger health when you're blocking, serving, hitting. Uh, this is another way people get hurt all the time. One of the things I put is taping, question mark. I never taped my fingers, and I, and I kind of wish I had. Like, they can provide some support. Um, if you know you're going to be blocking, do, doing blocking drills, just tape your fingers up. You don't need, you know, your fingers to bend and, and all that stuff while you're doing blocking. We drills. jump a lot to block. I don't know how many balls we block. Yeah. <laughs> Same on our, our match last week. We blocked three balls in the match. I was so bummed out. Anyways, we're working on it, well, but um, yeah. And then the light balls, you know, some, some, right. Uh, well, we, yeah. Katie's got us into that and, okay. and she is, disciplined on that with our blocking. So talk about that a little bit. So the light balls is just like the 12 and under balls. So instead of getting the, you know, the heavy weight of the, the normal older kids ball, you can at least put less stress on the fingers and maybe do less of an injury if you get one by using those light balls and you can still get some of the, the feel of what you need on blocking. Yeah. Right. So I really like that. The other one I've seen is these boxing guard gloves where, you know, like a boxing trainer is having you punch into. We got those. You got those too. We got those. They're so, cool. I like that one well, too. Well, we got those for kind of blocker, just aware of where their hands are and how okay. they're the path of their hands, where they're moving. And when they got this big glove on, all of a sudden they go, "Wow, my hands!" You know, they feel it if it goes behind their head. A little right? weight on yeah, it. Yeah, there's yes. a little weight on it. So it's just that. Uh, yeah. That, once again, a, a simple kind of external feedback mechanism that you don't have to say much, but all of a sudden you're saying, hey, keep your hands out in front of you. And they go, oh, I can feel this now. Right. Absolutely. So cool. I love so, that. I like that. Um, the other one we're going to talk about next is going under. And this is the number one way people get injured. Right. And I think this is has to be something that you're vigilant on all the time in your gym. Right. And we give timeouts for going under and they hate it they hate the timeouts they, they find it embarrassing i don't the goal is not to embarrass them but the goal is to send a strong message that you cannot go under but the ones i really like uh the the remedy that i really like is the one that you talked about recently on the pod you basically put an elastic it, correct me if i'm wrong but you put an elastic about a foot away from the net about an inch off the ground something like this maybe a little bit higher no, it's not a foot away from the net. Okay. okay. No, tell, it's, tell it's, we just run it under the, uh, across the poles, about a foot okay. off the ground. Okay. Under, directly under. Directly okay, under. Got the you. So they so can feel it. So there's just a, there's just something there. So if their foot goes, you know, if their foot goes under the net, even if it might not be called because they're not completely under, they still feel that. So there's still a barrier there of some type. I like that. 
So I like that one too. Yeah. yeah. And when we were in, uh, we were in Japan, they used it and they had like this band they put under their neck. Okay. And they That's just cool. used that. It was a cool little thing just to you know, be aware of, Hey, where is that line there? And, and there's something visual there that's I, they I had this kind of aesthetic. red band they yeah had. it was I like, like a that two one. inch band i like that one. and then i've also seen where they run a line about a foot and this this is just tape or whatever on the ground oh on the ground and okay. about a foot from the center line okay and it's more it's you can't feel it obviously right. but if you land on it and you you land and you're in front of it you know you're well you have a feel it. for once again you're just getting a better feel and Absolutely. once again we're trying to create uh some easy external feedback mechanisms where you're not saying oh you could be careful right you know that they're doing it themselves because of something you set up in the environment exactly it's all that eco d stuff yes changing I love the it. environment yeah, i like exactly it. and the other point i wanted to make with that is we want to play those so i think a lot of times coaches just avoid it altogether like anything tight just let it go and i think that makes a lot of sense in a lot of situations tryouts or whatever right but i mean in it's gonna happen again. It's, it's gonna happen. So can you make plays there? Okay. Over. Okay. The over rule. Okay. <laughs> I put destroy the setter's fingers or not. I feel like if you don't have a rule set up for what to do on those, people can get very hurt on their fingers. The setter's going up one-handed a lot of times to set the ball that's right on the plane of the net. And middles can crack that ball and they can really hurt the setter's fingers. So we say if the setter's teeing it up, you're going to try to swish it side to side and not smash it on them. Just okay. a simple guideline. Swish, don't smash. Swish, don't smash. I like it. I <laughs> exactly. like it. You got, you got something to, you know, a good reminder. Absolutely. Next, shoulder health. Okay, and we, we've been big on this one, and we, we talk about this all the time. Can you warm up the way that you hit, but slower? So, you know, over the net, can you take – can you use normal arm swings to warm up your arm? That should be healthier for your arm, but just do them slow. You don't do, need to do them hard. And effortless heat is the goal. So it shouldn't hurt your arm to swing your arm if you're using your body correctly. So effortless heat, right? Yeah, and just don't get me started here. You don't want to hear this again. <laughs> Our audience doesn't want to hear this again, but we have... We are just so stupid at volleyball. We come out and we spend, you know, this first five minutes of play throwing all these balls and doing all this stuff that doesn't help us learn how to hit. And I'm not sure it learns how to help us warm up either. So. I agree. I totally agree. Um, okay. Next. My humble opinion. Here it comes. A lower load for shoulder health. Okay. I've read a lot of evidence. Not saying I'm an expert, but I really have put a lot of th thought into it because I had a bad shoulder growing up. I could, I still wanted to blast the ball really hard. Explain the lower load. I, I know where you're going here, and I'm right with you, but give us an explanation. So a lot of coaches will say, get your elbow up. And, and when, when the player goes to prepare their arm to hit, they'll say, get your elbow up, and it'll be like way above their shoulder, their elbow will be when they get right. it ready, right before they're about to swing. Right. And what I'm saying is lower is better. And I'm, I'm not going to define it too much because I think it kind of does depend for different athletes. But if you can have it around their shoulder uh, capsule, maybe a little bit lower than that, so that the hand and the shoulder are about parallel with the ground, I think that's probably about right. 
what do you got on this one? Yeah, no, I'm right with you. The funny thing is, is my buddy is a, you know, I'm, I've been, uh, I've had a bad shoulder now for a couple of years and yeah. I had, you know, a uh, frozen shoulder, adhesive capsulitis. So I've been dealing with old man's shoulder. And so now I'm back trying to serve in tennis. Okay. So I'm, I'm looking at all of this kinesthetic stuff for the serving motion. So my buddy's sending me all this stuff and all these servers now, their arm actually, when they take it back, I thought they would take it back and get it high and go here. But the racket is actually Hello. going down to the ground. Uh, and they're just letting their arm hang down interesting before they do anything so it's interesting because they get this added speed like like nick curios is this kind of tennis guy who's this kind of crazy australian guy who has like maybe the best serve in the world but you watch him and his racket almost touches the ground when he's tossing wow okay and so it's yeah, interesting it to is. see other sports and so For i sure. am and i used to be a high elbow guy yes. get, your, get your arm up and hit it quick without especially our quick attackers i right. wasn't that as concerned with the quick attackers but now i'm not now i'm all just hey i'm all hey just swing fast right and it's if you have your elbow up it's tough to swing fast yeah it's, that's a good you point. can swing faster when your elbow is lower yeah, I like it. And uh, we yeah. want that low to high. So I'm right with you. I think that's that's great. Uh, that's great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm going to let you have two more and then I'm out of here. I'm done with this section here. Mental health issues are becoming increasingly common, yep. right? I think there has to be a plan on your team that is um, that, that you've thought of before. You can't just come up with a plan on the fly. You have to say, we're gonna address mental health on our team. Um, we're gonna have a plan for how we do it. Maybe if it's every week, we're gonna touch on something or maybe every two weeks, whatever it is. But can you have a plan? Because this is like the common cold for, for teenagers. Like everyone's crazy, getting yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. So uh, especially anxiety. But I would also say perception of results are a really big thing for the kids and um, and for athletes just in general. And then um, the more evidence is coming out that fun wins out, even over great coaching. Teams that have fun typically enjoy the sport more and they typically do better. And then finally, the role of joy in their experience. Like even when they're not having fun, even when they don't like it, can they love it? Can they experience Ooh, joy? I like that. Even when they don't like it, can they love it? Yeah. I like that's a good so, one. So yeah, some stuff to think about. We could talk a lot more about safety because it's so important, but those are just some things for coaches to think about. And I'd be glad to hear anything else people got. So we're on to the awesome scenario. Stuff. Scenario today is, well, this is one that uh, my high school team, speaking of, of can you love it? it it's been a love fest with this group and, and it, you know, last year was very good. I had one, uh, you know, as fun a year as I've ever had last year. And this year they're trying to raise the bar, you know, okay. it just keeps it, it's, it's been real fun. And you know, a bunch of the kids and we're very fortunate. We have great kids. So this is, a uh, some stuff that we do, but it's also getting ready for club season. I know a lot of club coaches are kind of looking going, Hey, I met with, uh, one of a coast coach the other day going, okay, how do I set up my season? What about team bonding? Oh, uh, yes. Team and bonding. So this is a scenario. You know, I love titles. Uh, <laughs> we need to do team bonding, but not a ropes course. <laughs> That's the title. I like it. Okay. And so what, 
we're into is more day-to-day work reinforcing a positive team culture for the bonding rather than some one-off event that is going to get us bonded. Uh, We want to sprinkle in some shared non-volleyball activities. I think that's good. Mm -hmm. But that's not really – we spend most of our time together doing volleyball. Okay. And so can we bond doing that? Something we we love. We already love it, right? We already spend all this time. It seems simple to bond doing something we love. Okay. So – uh, number one, practice is the best place. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is our, can we have a shared language? Is there language that we use in practice that nobody else knows? And so that's part of our little culture that has, bonds us together. Okay. Nobody knows when we're talking about Monaco, nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. You know what Monaco is? No. That's our offense. Oh, That's okay. just our spread offense. Okay. And it's after Formula One. Okay. And you know, Rebecca, our middle, she's a big yes. Formula One person. So okay. she loves Formula One. So we, okay. we call this Monaco. We're going fast in the middle, fast to both pins with three hitters. And we call it Monaco. <laughs> so like we're it. in Monaco. And yes. so when okay. we talk about Monaco, it, we, we share that. Right. Okay. That's so cool. It's part of our, uh, we bond over language. Okay. We also bond over laughter. Okay. And we want to laugh every practice. Nice. Uh, today we had, uh, Rebecca took an overpass. And we worked on it like 20 minutes before, and we were horrible at it yesterday in our match. And then she took one today, and she was going to try to hit it. And then she's all, no, I'm going to set it. And so she jumped and set a perfect quick attack to the opposite middle who got a kill. (laughs) (laughs) And so I could have said, you know, probably in my younger years, you know, 30 years ago, I would have gone, we just practiced this. What the heck are you doing? And I'm all, hey. That is, you know, I, I, we had a statistician there, so we keep stats. And I'm like, hey, make sure we get Rebecca for that assist <laughs> and make sure you mark it that it was a jump set. <laughs> we're, so we're just That's in the awesome. team, you know, I mean, it's, it's funny, right? That's it's awesome. just so we're trying to just have fun. And then lastly, in practice, rituals. We start, we've talked about this, we start with a quote, we start with a mantra, um, and we say the same thing every day, start practice. Uh, after matches, we go over stats, and we always try to say, hey, we have standards that we try to reach. Okay. So we had a match last night in practice today. We had a bunch of servers that met our goals. And so okay. we always celebrate that. Nice. And that's part of, hey, we have good vibes that are built into this bonding. Like, hey, Sierra had a great serving day. Paige had a great serving day. So we celebrate that stuff. Okay. And then finally, our uh, our strength and conditioning guy, Kind of stole that he has this thing at the end of our uh our weight training stuff in the weight room he has what's called girl time so he'll have he'll do some kind of little weird activity and last week he had uh he had nalani teaching everybody polynesian dance okay and awesome. so that everybody had to do that so there's like this built-in stuff that's part of our schedule so cool. it's not any big like eight hour thing right it's just little tidbits that are part of our practice that's so cool uh, number two, matches and traveling to them. Yeah, van rides. Okay, yeah. And, you know, there's some bonding that goes on there. Uh, rituals, you know, we've talked about the ritual. We have our post-match ritual where we have kids trying to catch each other, doing some things that fans might not have seen that reinforce our values of effort, keenness, and attitude. Uh, and once again, that keeps us together. That keeps us bonded. Kids leave, and they've had other kids call them out for something good. That's and cool. we think that bonds us. Uh, watch video. Okay. Uh, when we video, we you know there's we do scouting stuff, but we'll celebrate good plays, and I'll try to always throw like surprises in there. 
we might watch a non-volleyball inspirational video. Okay. Something that's funny or something. So you throw something in there. So you share that together when you're all watching. That's fine. And, uh, you know, Phil Jackson was big on that. He yes. Would, he would have stuff where, you know, he would put movie clips in all his video just yeah. to wake up guys because those those guys always slept through the video, they said. <laughs> but when they had a movie and everybody started laughing, they'd wake up and go, what's going on? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um uh, the idea of surprise. Can you do something you've never done before? And, you know, we, we talked about some stuff that we've done where, you know, I'm co-coaching with Katie. And so we're doing some, some weird stuff. When I overstep my boundaries and this co-coaching, she puts a dog collar on me and there's just weird <laughs> stuff that we do that we've never done. Uh, having guest speakers. Oh, okay. we can surprise yes. the team with that. Good idea. Uh, we can take Brax off and go get ice cream and just go, you know, Hey, Captains come and go, hey, we're, we got people sick. We got all these tests. It's, it's you know, hey, do we want to have a bad practice and go, hey, we got to fight through this? Or we go, hey, let's get ice cream, chill for an hour and go home. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, team meals. Okay. The idea of maybe stacking phones, you know, is that uh, something, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. we want to do during team meals. And that's something that, you know, hey, this is something we do part of our culture. We stack phones during meals. Yep. I like that. Uh, celebrating birthdays. You know, you're starting a club season. Can you get everybody's birthday? That's good. And then maybe can you assign, uh, if there's big breaks, can you assign going, okay, you're um, on July 24th. Um, so we're going to celebrate your birthday on April 24th because we have a big gap. Okay. And yeah. then so everybody gets a birthday celebration. That's cool. Uh, other celebrations. You know, if you have older teams, hey, if somebody gets into college, they decide that. How about asking parents? You know, you want to involve parents and, and, and tell them that, hey, it's not all about volleyball. Can you ask the parents, hey, can you tell me something that your kid has done that would be cool to celebrate as a team? Okay. Like, hey, okay. yeah, my kid had this piano recital and killed it, right? Can yeah. you celebrate that as a team? That's cool. Uh, yeah. And so, once again, getting the parents out of that, oh, we got to win, we got to win. No, right. we're trying to celebrate your kid doing it. It's not about all about volleyball. Right. Uh, read a book. Uh, you know, the energy bus is one that a bunch yeah. of teams read the John Gordon stuff. And then I'm going to talk about another called the 10 commandments of winning teammates. Okay. Uh, next time when we talk about, uh, resources. Okay. Uh, and then lastly, do an overnight. And we, yeah. That's part of our kind of ritual we have on our team. Our first Saturday after we've made the team, the captains do an overnight thing. Sounds so cool. And I, 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 it sounds like there's a lot of things you can do. And you just want to sprinkle them in, but be consistent about it and yeah, well, proactive. I'm sure you do a bunch of stuff. And even your parents share stuff you yeah. do. And I didn't really even put that in there. But that's part of your practices and stuff that you do. You taught me that. so. Yeah. And I just think people just be creative with it, right? And allow them to be able to share a little bit about themselves, yeah. stuff like that. Really cool. Right on. Awesome. That's it. Super cool. So, so you're going to jump into some video. Yes, we're on to the videos, and I got five videos today, the most Big we've number. ever had. Okay. okay. There's a lot of good safety stuff on the Art of Coaching Volleyball. I mean, I was really, really pleased how much stuff they had. It was awesome. The first is, who you were mentioning earlier, John Dunning on the approach landing yep. using the accordion. The next is Lori Eisler, and she talks about landing safely on two feet. The next is a really insightful one by Don Moxley on ACL injury prevention, which we know is higher for women in volleyball than it is for men. Yep. And the next is John Dunning sort of overall look at safety, what I've learned after 40 years of coaching. 
That's a good one. I know that one. That's a really great one. I love that one. And then this is a blog, but it's managing your anxiety before your anxiety manages you. Ooh, I like it. Dr. Parham. And uh, all of those are great. And there's a bunch of great resources on there. And good then, stuff. And then I'm going to be on You're the doing resource. everything. I'm, I'm doing I'm, it all. I love it. Um, the next is, and again, there's tons of these out there, but this was a scholastic scientific paper about how many and what types of injuries high school girls volleyball athletes have. It is called the incidents and risk factors for injuries in girls. It's from the journal of athletic training and it's got a tons of great stuff. It kind of defines the major injuries that happen and some ways that you can try to prevent them or make your um, healing process faster if you get them. So it's a really great article. And I would just encourage people to go on Google Scholar, type in volleyball injuries, see what comes up. There's tons of information about injuries on volleyball, and uh, we can help keep our athletes just a little bit more safe. So that's what we got for this stuff. Well this done, afternoon. my friend. Thank you so much. All right, good stuff. But well, what about the socials? Oh, yeah, that's right. So we always would love to see you on our socials on Twitter at The Volleypod and on Instagram at AOC.TheVolleyPod. Love to see you there. Thanks so much for checking Thanks, it out. Thanks, Davis. Take care. Bye. Bye.